Hey, real quick, this episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, real quick. In order to support the podcast, I need the help of some great advertisers, but I want to make sure those advertisers are ones that you actually want to hear about. And in order to do that, I need to learn a little bit more about you in order to bring on the right advertisers. So if you could do me a quick favor... That is, can you go to podsurvey.com slash new mindset? And there you could take a quick anonymous survey that will help me get to know you a bit better so we can bring on the right advertisers. We can bring on advertisers that you don't want to skip. So that's all. Quick favor, if you could just visit podsurvey.com slash new mindset. And once you've completed the survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. But that's all you have to do. It's a quick favor. It would mean a lot to me. Podsurvey.com slash new mindset. Hello and welcome to the new mindset who dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram and this is my weekly podcast where I create short no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 576. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, I want to talk about stressing out over texting, getting anxious over texting, interpreting silence or short answers or a long delay as the end of the world, as a plot against you, as you know, someone saying without saying that they really secretly hate you. I do this. I do this a lot, and frankly, I don't really know why. When it comes to texting other people and they send a short answer my way or they don't put an exclamation mark in a place to show that they're energized or they're joking or, you know, they take longer than I would to respond, I kind of I kind of go nuts. <laughs> I really do. I kind of, I assume they hate me. I assume they don't want to be friends. I assume they don't want to do business. You name it. As the mindfulness guy, as someone who I would describe as having a pretty good level of self-awareness at this point, I don't know why it really triggers me. This really triggers me texting, anxiousness over texting, where I become this like text detective having to solve a crime and and the answer is always murder. <laughs> it's murder, right? There's always some plot against me. And I know that sounds ridiculous, like jumping to these conclusions sounds very unhinged, but I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I think in this day and age, anxiousness over texting is super, super commonplace. Why hasn't he texted me back? Why are they taking so long to text? Why would they text me and then just disappear? What does this message really mean? Why am I always the one to text and initiate and they seem uninterested? Questions like those, 
which in and of themselves are normal, but when left to ruminate on them without any awareness or without any mindfulness, you will inevitably arrive at the type of conclusions that I'm all too tempted to arrive at. They hate me, they're playing with me, they're not serious, and so on and so forth, even though the reality is likely very, very different. So today's episode is for me, (laughs) it's for you, it's for me. I want to hop on here and speak out loud some truths about texting anxiety so that we together can finally embrace them. And I say this because mindfulness, as I quite often iterate, mindfulness is equal parts listening to yourself, allowing yourself to express how you feel and examining it, but it's also equal parts talking back to yourself, talking back to yourself, reminding yourself of truths that get lost in the sauce of life, the sauce of texting, but saying them out loud, reminding yourself of them shows you where the line is, where the standard is, so that you don't have to be worried about it any longer so you don't get lost in it. So here's the headline about texting anxiety. It's the question, oh, they didn't text you back? They're taking a while to text? Well, maybe they're off writing a novel. (laughs) Maybe they fell asleep. Either way, we need to chill. I need to chill. A late reply doesn't have to be a personal attack. It doesn't have to be a declaration of war. It's just a text. It's important, of course, to observe behavior It's important to not allow yourself to get strung along and to commit to someone who's not committed to you in any setting, romantic, friendship, business, but we have to set realistic expectations for ourselves and for other people. We have to set realistic expectations for other people, you know, other people, people who are not us, people who see things and experience things in different ways than we do. We have to stop creating narratives in our heads that you know, would give a soap opera a run for their money in terms of drama that is concocted out of nowhere. And this starts with a revolutionary concept called acceptance. We have to operate from a place of peaceful acceptance that says not every text we send will be answered in the time frame we want. Not everyone will text us how we want them to text us at the cadence we want them to with the energy we want. This is the first step. We're going to be firm in not getting strung along by other people and not being available for someone as a convenience for them. But the first step, we'll get to that in a second, but the first step so that we don't get ourselves worked up in the first place is acceptance. We're going to accept the reality of life. They are not you. (laughs) They are not you. Their silence doesn't necessarily mean indifference. Their short texts or one word answers doesn't mean a lack of interest. Their lack of emojis doesn't mean they're not interested. We have to see texts for what they are. They are a step. They are not the main performance. They are not the outcome. The main performance is what happens in person. That is where we're trying to go. That is what matters. Certainly texting matters, words matter, but they are a precursor to what happens in person. And along the way, the in-between moments and days and communications, we have to adopt acceptance. That's trusting that if someone wants to talk to us, they will. It might not be in the same way we want, but they will. We have to understand if that if they don't, then it's not a reflection of your worth. It's simply where they are in their journey. This is all easier said than done, of course. But from my own experience texting, we are our own worst enemies almost every single time. We create narratives in our heads, and those are narratives that we fear the most. Narratives like, well, they're just playing with us. They're texting other people and they're choosing other people over me. They don't care about me. And 
It's so interesting because those are our narratives. They're not theirs. They are our own narratives and they are acute reflections of our own fears, which likely are not reality. Like for instance, me, a guy, I can be having a great great texting conversation with you, right? And we're going back and forth and it's good and it's great. And then it kind of lulls. And I'm like, cool, that's a wrap. Like we just had a great little back and forth. No need to take it any further. Fantastic. So I don't say anything back. But you're sitting there being like, why did he stop texting? Why isn't he doing more banter? What's going on? He must hate me. He hates me and he wants this to end, right? (laughs) Different expectations, different styles, different realities, but no problem on either end. The reality we fear is shaped by our fears, right? By our anxieties. I'm sure for me, if I really dug into it, a fear that someone isn't interested in me because they're giving short one-word text answers, that stems from my past where someone maybe did that to me and it was because they weren't interested. But that was one person. That is not my current reality. And we're, we're all using texting differently, right? Not everyone is glued to their phone. People have very different communication styles. People, some people don't put weight on their phone conversations at all. Some people will leave their phone at home when they go on a walk or to the gym. I know it's a shocker, right? <laughs> some people get busy. All I'm saying is we have to stop measuring other people by our own yardstick because not everyone expresses themselves in the same way you do. Some people see a good morning text as a love language. Other people, they gloss over it, NBD. It's all about the difference in how we communicate and how we perceive communication. It's all perception. One person's, person's, oh, they must be swamped at work, is another person's, they're ignoring me because they decided that they dislike me overnight, and this is them showing me, right? We're measuring other people's actions against our own personal yardstick. But for one, practically, instead of spiraling down the what-do-they-mean rabbit hole, we can always, always, always ask for clarity right? A simple, hey, I noticed you've been a bit quiet lately. Is everything cool? That can clear the air faster than any amount of (laughs) being a text detective or overthinking. So practical advice there for myself. And for you and for me, larger than that, we have to set realistic expectations. Everyone has a life. Sometimes texting, texting back immediately isn't a top priority. And that is okay. That is okay. And it's okay because texting is a means to an end. Texting is a means to an end. It's a bridge. It's not the destination. And we lose sight of that so often. I lose sight of this so often. Texting, of course, is a great way to initiate conversations, to make plans, to to share some virtual digital moments, but it's not the destination. The destination is in person. I know that's tough to imagine in 2024, But truly, the destination is face-to-face interactions. And I think it's important to approach texting with this perspective, that it is a means to an end. It is a way to facilitate plans, to convey quick quick messages, or, you know, to show some love, certainly. But the outcome we're striving for is the connection itself, the moments themselves, the memories we create when we're together. And I think by recognizing this, Perhaps we can prevent texting from being a major source of anxiety or misunderstanding and instead just see it as a stepping stone, a bridge, not a destination. Like analogy, uh, texting is like the breadcrumbs that lead to a gingerbread house. 
thinking about Hansel and Gretel here. I don't know why. But if Hansel and Gretel had stopped at just the breadcrumbs, they would have missed out on everything, the entire plot, right? So if we're treating texting as the end-all be-all, we're, we're missing out on like the forest for the trees or the gingerbread house for the breadcrumbs, right? Texting is a tool. It is not a destination. It's a means to create moments together, the moments that matter, the ones that happen when you're... Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and a versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. Together. So I guess what I'm trying to tell myself here is that Texting matters and doesn't matter. It matters, again, in the sense that it should lead to in-person, real-life connections, right? But along the way, it kind of doesn't matter. You have to see it for what it is, a bridge, not a destination. And if you look at that bridge and you realize that you're the only one using it, you're the only one walking across it, you're the only one texting and you're getting nada, nada, zero, zip, zilch in return, and it's not leading to anything on the other side, then you have what you need. You can use texting as a lens for yes or no. Great. But that is it. But if that bridge is serving its purpose, it's leading to connection, but you're using it in slightly different ways, then it's all good. Acceptance. Acceptance. Texting, for all of its great convenience and immediacy, perhaps, if you're (laughs) both fast texters, it's like reading the menu outside of a restaurant. It's helpful, sure, but the menu is not why you came. You came for the restaurant, the ambiance, the flavors, the company, right? The whole experience in person. A delayed response from someone is not inherently a sign of disinterest or disrespect. It's often just life, and it's life doing what it does best, which is being busy. And we have to accept that. However, comma, (laughs) there is a fine line between understanding and being taken for granted, If you find yourself always on the waiting end of a texting conversation, we have to be willing to reassess. Communication is always, always, always a two-way street. If you're constantly left checking your phone, wondering if you're you're even part of the conversation anymore, it is always a great opportunity to ask yourself if this is the kind of communication dynamic that you are willing to accept or settle for. Just as some people express their affection through words, others through actions. Some people vary very much so in their texting habits. Some people are like authors. They write messages so long that you you have to take some time to read them. Other people are like minimalists. Their messages are brief and that's fine, but neither style is inherently right or wrong. But when that discrepancy between your communication styles becomes a source of genuine frustration, 
we have to communicate our communication, right? Very meta, but discussing your preferences and finding a middle ground for texting is not unromantic or weird or too much. It's about meeting halfway and being fine with that. So set clear expectations early on, be open about your communication style, and don't shy away from revisiting it along the way. Again, back to mindfulness. Mindfulness isn't just about noticing your thoughts and feelings. It's also about guiding yourself back to a place of peace and calm. So all these things, a little bit of practical, a little bit about acceptance. The stories we concoct in our minds about texting and communication, more often than not, they're sabotaged by our own fears and our own insecurities. But once we can acknowledge those narratives for what they are, just stories, just narratives, we open the door to a more peaceful state of being. It's about recognizing that our worth, first and foremost, is not tethered to someone's texting habits or their speed of response. It always remains intact. Our life is is far too short to spend energy deciphering texts. Instead, let's invest in creating meaningful moments outside of texting. Texting is a means to an end. So the straightforward plan for us is start by setting personal boundaries around texting. Decide for yourself what a reasonable time for a reply before you let anxiety creep in is and stick to it. Use this time to have a life, engage in things that enrich your life, that give you joy rather than overanalyzing silence or short replies or whatever. If you find yourself consistently upset by someone's texting habits, then it's worth a direct conversation. Hey, I've noticed we have different texting styles. Can we find a way that works for both of us? Boom, just do it. Just do it. And then also, a little bit more practical, diversify your means of communication. If texting is a source of stress for you, and you know it like I do, suggest a phone call, face-to-face, FaceTimes, go nuts, go nuts, be crazy. A lot of things can get lost over text, but a phone call or the ultimate goal, face-to-face, it's much more clear. The focus is always, though, offline. It's relationships, it's interactions, it's moments, it's memories that happen in person. The quality of your interactions matters far more than the quantity or the speed of your texts. So that's it. Just some things to think about that help me in this moment as I say them find peace and acceptance instead of overthinking texting. But that's it under right there. I hope this was helpful. If it was, I'd be grateful if you'd share this episode with a friend. Just send them the link to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But that's it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.